Welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman, a podcast loaded with practical tips, powerful scripts, personal stories, and simple steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. So get ready to get the information you need to make the impact you want from someone you trust, your friend, parenting expert, Dr. Robin Silverman. Hello and welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything, where we give you the tips, scripts, stories, and steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. I'm so honored to be your host, Dr. Robin Silverman, child and teen development specialist, author and speaker, and most importantly, parent of two great kids who give me the opportunity to love, learn, and grow every single day, whether I want to or not. Believe me, I get it. It's not always easy, but we're in this together, and we have some great people helping us along the way. Do you, or does your child, have trouble saying no? Do you find yourself saying yes to your children when you really want to say, not today, I can't swing it, or just plain no? Does your child overstretch or overcommit because he or she can't seem to say no? Perhaps you or your child is what my next guest calls a master of yes and a novice of no. But is all of this people-pleasing really a problem? As you might have already guessed, of course it is. And as it turns out, even though it might be difficult to say no, it's vital that we learn how to do it for our own health, well-being, and stress levels. And also, so that we're teaching our children how to do it too. It's uncomfortable to say no. We all get that. But constantly saying yes can cause anxiety, anger, stress, regret, and feelings of powerlessness. We definitely don't want that. For the many ways to say no and mean it, we turn to Susan Newman. Social psychologist Susan Newman is the author of 15 books in the parenting field. Her research examines such areas as building strong family bonds and raising only children, as well as the difficulties of being a working parent. She is a regular contributor to Psychology Today and U.S. News and World Report. She is the author of Little Things Long Remembered, Making Your Children Feel Special Every Day, and The Book of No, 365 Ways to Say It and Mean It and Stop People-Pleasing Forever. You can follow her on Facebook at Dr. Susan Newman and sign up for her free monthly Family Life Alert newsletter on her website, SusanNewmanPhD.com. Thank you so much for being on the show, Susan. Welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Happy to be here, Robin. Well, I'm thrilled to have you, but before we launch into our topic, can you tell us what gets you up in the morning and what got you so interested in helping others stop the people pleasing and start saying no like they mean it being a uh, long-term people pleaser a yes person you know i was raised with a lot of shoulds should i you know you should be polite you should agree you should want to help people out all the time and that car- you know as a kid and that carried over into my adulthood and uh, it put me on perpetual overload i mean it was kind of like i always think i can do one more thing and one more thing and i realized that actually most people can't do one more thing and one more mm-hmm. thing um and that you know, people said to me, why are you saying yes all the time? And I didn't have an answer mm. and didn't realize that it really saying yes all the time affects your stress levels, as you said. Um, and it puts you in a constant state of overwhelm. Mm. 
And when you have children, the overwhelm even multiplies. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what got me interested in the topic. And I realized that I wasn't alone, that um, most parents have the same problem. The demands, whether or not they work, are so time-consuming and enormous that uh, if you want to take care of yourself, what you need to do, you have to learn how to say no to people. Mm, I love you saying that. I love that if you want to take care of yourself, you have to learn to say no because it is self-care to say no to things. I'd love to start with the sort of general question about saying no to people. And by the way, I, I totally get what you're saying about saying yes too often and how I am one of those one more thing people. So what are the stumbling blocks that seem to keep people, in general, people pleasing? Generally, for parents in particular, it's um, they want to take the easy way out. Mm -hmm. It avoids confrontation. It eliminates arguments. um, And it's just easier for Mm -hmm. parents to agree, okay, sure, I'll drive you to your friend's house. Uh, Sure, you can sign up for another sport. Um, But that leaves little time to get together with the family. Generally, parents feel guilty. Mm -hmm. They view saying no as a negative, and they feel guilty uh, about the time they're not spending with their kids. They don't feel they spend enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another impetus for always agreeing to do whatever your kids say. Right, uh, right. There are some parents who um, want what they didn't have as children. They felt deprived. Uh, they felt their requests to their parents were ignored. Um, and they don't want that to happen uh, with the children they're raising. Um, on the opposite end of the pole, there are others who feel like they were indulged and they loved it. Mm. And they're going in, they're parenting to do a repeat of what they had. Um, then there are parents who want to be their kids' best friends. Mm. Um, they want to be popular with their kids. Uh And lastly, and particularly in the culture of yes parenting that we have right now, um, parents are falling prey to the social pressure, and there's a lot of it, to raise star children and to put them in an extra sport, to send them to a sports camp, um, to give them special classes in music or the arts. Uh, to put them in high-pressure academics. That just means as a parent, you're saying yes to more drive time, more weekend involvement, and it becomes too much of a good thing. So those are basically Mm -hmm. the reasons that parents seem to be acquiescing to what their kids want. Okay, okay. And, And while it is stretching our time and causing so much pressure and making you feel like you're what did I just do when you you might even you might even be angry with yourself what would you say and you go over this in your book like what are the sort of some key questions that you maybe should just ask yourself or have your child ask themselves 
when somebody approaches you and asks you for the favor to join the club, to buy the item, to manage the team, to have the thing at your house, to make the call, to go to the meeting, what what are some key questions that we should we should first stop and ask ourselves before we just say yes? Well, before the yes leaps out of your mouth, which it often does, because for a lot of people, it's um, saying yes is a habit mm-hmm. that you need to break. You want to say, do I have the time actually mm-hmm. to do this? Uh, and if you pause long enough to think about it, you probably don't. Um, you have to ask yourself, what do I have to give up oh, in order to do this? Right. Uh, will I be unhappy with the person asking me? Mm-hmm. Or will I be unhappy? You know, sometimes we resent people who keep asking us for favors. Sure. Um, then we want to say, am I going to be unhappy with myself? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and one of the things that comes up often requests for our time and our talent and our helpfulness are in advance. Uh, like, will you take care of the um, spring fair? Will you help out or mm-hmm. will you chairperson? Well, the spring is far away. So things that we don't calculate how we're going to feel a few months from now or even a few weeks from now. So that that's another question to mm-hmm. stop, pause and ask yourself, you know, do I really want to do this? Is this someone... Um, that I really care about, uh, that I want to help, because one of the things we forget is that we only have so much emotional energy and physical energy, and that when that burns out with all our yeses, sure, you can drop your kid uh, off at my house for four hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, We then become very tense and short, and argumentative with our kids, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So those are the questions, you know, some yes. of the questions you want to ask yourself. I love the one about, you know, what am I giving up by saying yes to this? And and sometimes we may have the allotted extra time, but that extra time is used for relaxing, family time, self-care, which we're so apt to give up. Uh, but saying no can protect ourselves, can protect our health and well-being. And it also is a good thing th- that we do for our kids. Now, saying no can feel really uncomfortable. I mean, honestly, of course. And, it's, you know, in the situations that you we just discussed about saying no to, you know, being at the meeting or chairing that particular event. And saying no to children can also be uncomfortable at times because, as you said, you know, we may want to be our child's best friend or we just want to spare the argument. I mean, sometimes we're just tired and we just it's just easier to say, yes, you can put on the movie or the show or have the electronics, the things that are feel good in the moment and and maybe not in the long run to us. But saying no to our children is actually a good thing. And you go over that in your book. So even if it feels a little bit bad at times, what does saying no teach children? 
Yeah, this is kind of shocking to mothers and fathers that um, while they feel no is such a negative, they're actually um, setting limits for their kids and they're um, teaching them how to do it themselves. But long term, saying no um, avoids, let's say your child wants to uh, sneakers just like his best friend has mm -hmm. you're you're setting your child by giving in to every wish and want you're setting your child up to have a feeling of entitlement mm -hmm. that everything will come his way and when he gets out in the real world it won't so um that's something parents really need to realize about their nose in terms of material gifts and even special privileges mm -hmm. um it encourages your, uh, saying no encourages self-awareness. Um, you may not see it when your child's age three, but as he gets older, he will tend to start thinking about, well, okay, can I do this? Am I, do I want to do this? Mm -hmm. um, it helps kids realize, recognize what's important and what isn't. You know, is it important to go to two birthday parties on the same day? Mm -hmm. Um, it teaches you know, most importantly, I think the benefit is it teaches children responsibility, um, giving them chores, which they will push back on, um, ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. Um, it teaches them that, uh, responsibility that they are contributing if they're ha home chores, contri contributing to the family, um, they, while they won't admit this, they'll feel proud that they actually can do the dishes and wash the pots and pans mm -hmm. or set the table right. or make a salad. Um, or even more specifically is laundry. My son uh, always wanted his soccer, un uh, soccer uniform sparkly clean. And uh, so finally I said, you know what? come downstairs, you're going to learn how to do laundry. Mm -hmm. So at a pretty young age, he learned how to do laundry. And then years later, he went to a tennis camp and was with a young man who had all these brothers and sisters. And he had no idea that you had to separate the reds and blues mm. from the whites. Mm. My son was very proud of being able to teach him that. That's great. So it, it's responsibility, a sense of entitlement, and also, uh, depending on the no, you can, you can be teaching your kids empathy, mm -hmm. that there are other people in this family, um, that yes, we have to go visit grandma who's not feeling well, and it's more important than you're going to the mall mm -hmm. with Right, right. So those are some of the major benefits oh and God. why I underscore that parents need to stop thinking of no as negative. Mm, I like it a lot. And it, it is important to help our kids see that each member of the family matters in equal measure, that certain things may be more important than their immediate wants, and that 
we talk a lot in my family about entitlement. It's a hot button for me. Absolutely. Uh, if you're in a situation, because you're so good in uh, giving scripting, if you're in the situation you, you were just talking about where maybe your child is supposed to make his bed each day, my children certainly are, and your child turns to you and just says, oh, could you just do it today? What would you say in that regard, given what you just said about the need to pitch in responsibility and entitlement? I would say that you know, sometimes you can give an emphatic no. I would say, no, I really can't do that today. I have to make my own bed and I have to get ready to go to work. Mm-hmm. And that's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may be that your child doesn't make his bed. And it's funny you brought that particular <laughs> issue up. When I was a kid, my mother made us make our beds all the time, mm-hmm. which we did. And as an adult, I get great pleasure in not making the bed. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. It's, it's rebellion many, many decades later. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, that's so, so funny. We, You can also say, you know, I'm the parent and this is a house rule. And when you become a parent, you'll be able to make up your own rules. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Like if you want messy counters when you're older, that's totally fine. Like you're welcome (laughs) to have messy counters because we all have to pitch in and clean up after dinner. And, you know, one one of my children does the the table we sat in and the other one does the countertop, the, the kitchen island. And and it's oh gosh i don't want to do that one tonight Uh, well you know when you're older you absolutely can have messy countertops in this house we like to have clean countertops so could you please do what you're what you said you would do now of course what we model can often be transferred to our children so if we're yes people we can get yes children now of course we want our children to get along with others we want them to compromise not be so rigid or stubborn but we also want our children to say no when something doesn't feel right or when they don't have the time, like we said, or when they're being taken advantage of. We have you know, many children who kind of feel like doormats or really when they just don't want to do something that's not mandatory to do. So how can parents begin to teach children to say no? What are some tips to help children learn how to say no? Well, as parents, and we all know this, we're modeling for our kids. So when we say no, let's say a friend asks us to bring two side dishes to a dinner, um, and your children are old enough to see you in the kitchen going, I don't want to do this. Um, (laughs) We can explain to our children why we turn down an invitation or or a request for help. Uh, We can talk about certain people in our lives who are asking us for favors all the time and rarely do anything Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. So explanations are a good example of how you teach your kids. Right, this sort of talking out loud, right? Like what would typically go on in your own brain, you're actually speaking out loud so your your kids can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and also you can watch for opportunities to help your child learn how to refuse. Let's say he has 
or she conflicting invitations, or there's a group that's bullying kids at school, or your child wants to add another extracurricular activity. You can talk to your child and and ask them questions. Okay, if you're going to take on another sport, how are you going to handle what you have, get your homework done, have free time to be with your friends? Let him, you know, go through the questions so he stops Mm. to think about what um, his yes or no will mean. Uh, as kids get older, you want to do hypothetical with drugs and alcohol use and um, even sex. You can, if, if something comes up and, as a news item or there's an incident at school that you as a parent know about, that's time to talk through what you want to, um, him, him or her to learn. You can... Uh, when you're saying no, say it calmly and quietly. That goes in the modeling department. And then one thing that I think really is helpful, and I'm not sure this in, is even in the book, but come up with a number of ways. Tell your child, because often parents feel like all they do is say no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Tell your child, okay, this today or this week, I'm allowed six no's, and kids pay attention to how many times you say no. So it gets them thinking about the word no. Um, Let them count with you. Um, If you say no all the time, kids tune you out. Your no's become white noise as if they never heard you at all. Um, And too many no's also create tension and an argumentative environment Mm -hmm. but if you have a count number everybody's going to be paying attention to what's important to say no to uh, how they're saying no when they're saying no and your children will love saying mom you hit your limit Mm -hmm. no more shows so that's (laughs) and by the way can we go to disney world Right, that can't be the last. No, that, <laughs> as, as the parent, you're allowed exceptions. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love how your book is is filled with different situations that allow for for us to really hear some conversations. And I'd love to first discuss how to have a conversation about saying no, and and flesh that out a little bit. We just touched on it, but I, I let's say your child has has received uh, an invitation you just said conflicting invitations let's say they that your child received a sleepover a sleepover birthday party invitation from one of her or his best friends you know that the this child does not love sleeping out of the house let's say because of maybe eh, fears or uh, they're like uncomfortable whatever it might be but they don't they don't typically like to do it but your child is conflicted you know they're looking at the invitation clearly uncomfortable what's the conversation that you have in that situation when you know your child really values this friendship it would mean a lot to her or his best friend to be there but at the same time their comfort level or anxiety is spiked by the idea of sleeping over somebody's house in this scenario 
this should be filed under mother knows best mm -hmm. because you really know that your child is not quite ready for that sleepover. And I think you have to ask him, how do you feel about it? Mm -hmm. Let him talk about his emotions and what he's afraid of. You might bring up the fact that um, maybe they're going to show a scary movie mm -hmm. or maybe they're going to um, just not be happy and perhaps you'd like to invite, instead of saying yes, inviting his friend over to sleep over. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, switching it around. Mm -hmm. um, and you can give him other, you know, scripts to say what, uh, why he can't, uh, my, you know, and parents, no matter what their children's ages, can always say, give your child permission to use you as an excuse. Mm -hmm. My mom said I can't do it. Mm -hmm. um, they can say, I ha uh, this child can say, no, no, we're going to have a family party the next day. Um, my parents want me to sleep home so I get a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, those are all ways that you can help your child. Um, you know, on the other hand, if you feel your child can mm -hmm. make it through that sleepover, you want and you want to encourage him or her. You want to say, "Honey, I think you can do this. You can definitely do it." Mm -hmm. So it's um, not a question. Always a question of saying absolutely no. Sometimes you want to be supportive and say uh, to your child, "I ha who doesn't want to go to kindergarten? Let's say mm -hmm. she's terrified. If you boost her up and say, "I know you can do it," um, you're you're saying no to her staying home, but you are giving her something to rely on. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. Absolutely. And sometimes there's some kind of compromise. Uh, I know plenty of children who in this scenario don't like to sleep out of the house, but they can be picked up late, they could be dropped off early, uh, and they could still attend part of the party. Uh, and they can so they can learn how to say yes to parts of what they're asked of and and no to others at the same time. Isn't that correct? That is correct. And also with all the connectivity via screens, mm -hmm. they can be involved in the party without being there. Right, right. Absolutely. Okay, so I'd love to do a few of your scenarios of saying no so people can hear the scripting a little bit better. And in your book, you, you go through some phrases like, I prefer not to, I'm uncomfortable, such and such, I'm not the right person, regrettably, unfortunately, sadly, I can't, wish I could, but. So let's hear some of this in action. Let's say you and your child, you or your child, is in a situation where a friend says something about another person okay they're gossiping you don't agree or your child doesn't agree now they're uncomfortable but the other person's talking about this person and they're like so right Aren't, am i right am i right that's a, a very common thing now especially with social aggression and, and bullying and gossiping what what would you what would is what is the answer in there of how we can say no without at the same time sounding like uh, we're, we're, we're holier than thou. You can say, well, you know, I'm not sure about that. 
Mm -hmm. or I need to think about that, or I'm not comfortable commenting. Mm -hmm. Those are all ways to not answer that question and not be pushed into a yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, This one is one I'm often asked about, especially because I do so much with body image, but it could be with anything. So Thanksgiving is right or, you know, it is coming up now. So a family member often speaks his or her mind when around the family. This person has been saying things about your child's appearance. Let's say they're saying he should cut his hair or she should be watching what she's eating or should she really be wearing that or he should be wearing different clothes. Now, people are listening. What should you say? You should say, you know, I understand your concerns and your observations, but I don't think Thanksgiving or any family get-together is the appropriate time to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then change the subject. Yes. I, I think changing the subject works in a lot of cases where you want to say no, but don't aren't sure how to do it. Right, right. Um, if you can move people in another direction, uh, you have essentially said no without saying it out loud, right, which right. You do. And of course, it always depends on the circumstances and who's there. Um, you know, ideally, you want to get this person aside because usually it's a person who does it all the time yes. and been doing it right. for years. Right. Get them aside beforehand and say look, my kids, dress, haircuts, whatever it happens to be, is off limits for this family Mm get-together. Right. I like that. I think that's important. I tell people if they're so worried about saying something, just put a note on the door. Leave your fat talk at the door. (laughs) Kindly pick it up on your way out because uh, it's just... It can it can upset the apple cart so much. And this is one of the reasons why many of the people who, when I'm speaking in, audi- in my audiences, might ask questions about or I get responses from articles that I write regarding body image. This is Thanksgiving and the holidays are number one in so-and-so, my aunt, my uncle, my mother-in-law, my Uh, say this, that, and the other thing about my children, my weight, my, you know, this person's choices, and we can't stand it. What do we say? So there you go. This is, you bring them, put them aside in in the beginning, let them know, or let them know the day before, or whatever it is, if you're worried about it, or leave a note on the door. How about you are making dinner, or you're finishing up work, and you're often busy balancing so many things as a parent, and your child says, but you never have time to play with me anymore. Can you play this board game game with me now? What do you say? Because of course you want to be able to spend time, but what do you say in that scenario? There you say, I know I promised I would help you, I would play a board game with you, but I need to get dinner right now. You're gonna be very hungry if I don't. And let's, um, you have to be patient and let's do it after dinner Mm -hmm. is one way to do it. I think, you know, in in a scenario like that, what we're really doing is teaching our children patience um, and and letting them know that we care about them and we want to do things and in many instances, 
we're as disappointed as they are mm -hmm. when we have to say no. But in the long run, you're guiding your child by saying no, and you're helping him um, deal with what will come in the real world when he's at he or she's out on our own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. You know, we're always preparing our kids for what's to come because I think it was Vicki Hofel that said to me that your child is going to be 18 in a hot minute. So, you know, you're, you can't parent just for right now. You really have to parent that child as if they're going to be an adult because they are. So <laughs> I think that's important to keep in mind that you have to prepare them for the real world. And the yeah. next, oh, go ahead. We can do that very early on by giving children choices. Mm. You know, um, when a child says, I don't like dinner, uh, you have to remember that you are not a restaurant chef mm -hmm. <laughs> and give them a choice. Well, you can get up if old enough and have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm -hmm. or a cream cheese and jelly sandwich. So they're learning to think about what they want and how to make decisions early on. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's very helpful. Right. right. Parents of young children to, you know, let their children start thinking about choices they have. The, the next two scenarios are, are could possibly be straight from my household. <laughs> they might be. My daughter is now in fifth grade. And so uh, this may be a direct quote. Ellie, Grace, Cooper, and Julia all have phones. I want a cell phone too. Can I get one? Absolutely not. Not now. You will get a cell phone, but not until you're a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And um, in Ellie and all your friends' homes, their parents make the decisions and hear I'm making the decision, and I know you're miserable with this decision, um, but as soon as I feel you're old enough, you will get a phone. Right. So you're giving her encouragement without completely saying you're never getting a phone. Right. Of course. Of course. And, you know, other people may have extenuating circumstances that she doesn't know about. You know, there may be reasons why somebody got a phone early. But in our case, it might not be necessary at this time. So it is important to, you know, not just try to keep up with the Joneses, but to think about what it is that works with your family, your family values and your personal situation at that time. What if you don't have to explain that it, um her friends, two of her friends who have phones walk to school. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the parents feel it's really important. Right. Or there's a divorce in the family right. and the parents feel that um, a phone is necessary so that um, the child can reach both her parents and mm -hmm. be in contact with them regularly. So there are extenuating circumstances. And also with slightly older children, elementary school children, uh, it could be a financial issue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's another phone, it's another cell phone plan you have to pay for. Um, you can teach kids money responsibility with your no and say, honey, we just can't swing that right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. The final one I'll give you uh, happened maybe two days ago. <laughs> 
I want to go outside and throw a football with dad for a while. I'll do my homework later. Now, what do you say? Let's say your rule is that you come home and do your do do your homework right away to get it out of the way because they get too tired. You know they get too tired. So what do you ask? What do you answer? This, this is extreme procrastination <laughs> on your child's part. And um, you don't want to give in to that um, because that's a chore. It's a responsibility. And uh, there was a Harvard study that showed um, that kids doing chores actually do better academically, Mm -hmm. um, are more responsible, and on and on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chores are great. And um, there's a place where, as a parent, I highly recommend a firm no. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Because when we're constantly procrastinating, then we wind up getting squeezed for time. You're playing football before dinner, then you have dinner, then it's after dinner, now your child is tired and grumpy, or they they are ready to go to bed and read, and it becomes an issue uh, at that point. You know your child best, and uh, even though you know your child may want to do something else besides the chore or besides the homework, it's important to get it done, especially because you might know that it may not take that long and they can do it after, which is certainly not an, a really as firm of a no as it may be um, in other situations where you can actually say, we're first doing our homework, then you can play football. You'll still have time. So sometimes you can still say yes to the circumstance. It's just not right now. That That is correct. I mean, children are impulsive. Uh, you know, they, they want to be included. They want to play with, you sure. know, they play the board game or they want to go out with their uh, father or mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we, you know, by saying yes and no, we're encouraging them to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, and what we often don't talk about standing up for yourself to our children or saying no until a situation is a problem. Mm. But if you're preparing your kids early on, uh, they are going to do much better in the no department when they're faced with uh, pressure mm-hmm. for drugs and alcohol and whatever, bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, do- you're actually doing your child a service by calling up a no when you feel like you need it. What about a situation where your child uh, wants you to do their dirty work for them? Like maybe they need to say no to somebody who asked them to do something and they're like, can you call and, and say no for me? Or can you write a letter to my teacher and say no? How do you respond to that? You don't want to do things for your child that she can do for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if your child's struggling with what to say, give her some uh, answers or some comments she can use. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do that because. Mm-hmm. And give her reasons for refusing. Right. But you, you're trying to create independence in your children. And... Um, 
have them able to stand on their own two feet without mommy and daddy, Mm -hmm. which they will definitely fight for in their teen years when it gets harder to say no. Um, But whenever possible, don't call a parent and say, oh, John can't come to the party and do it for him. Let John call his friend and say, I can't come and here's why. Mm -hmm. Or often, and particularly with adults, um, when you're an adult saying no, you don't need a here's why because when you give lengthy explanations about why you're saying no, you're opening up a lot of wiggle room for the asker. Mm. What do you mean? You can water your mother-in-law's plants another day I need you to um, do carpool for me. Mm -hmm. So keep your um, explanations absent or very short. Good, good advice there. Would you finish this sentence for me? The most important thing about saying no is? People, including your children, aren't going to think about you as much as you're worrying about what they may be thinking when you say no. Mm. The askers move on. And children (laughs) won't, to find someone to do their task, children won't remember your saying no to staying up later, to spending too much time on their devices when they're diving back into their memory banks. Um, They'll undoubtedly find something else to fault you for. Well said. Okay, give us your top tip. What do you want somebody, after they listen to everything you said today, what's one of the things that you really, really would like them to come away with uh, after listening to this podcast about saying no? Protect yourself by saying no and use self-care. And equally important, um, Look for opportunities to help your child learn how to say no, refuse demands, refuse pressure, and refuse requests. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Give us your resource of the week. Where can we go to get more information about you or your book or any of the other work that you're doing? Uh, you can go to my website, which is Susan Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N-P-H-D. Excellent. I just want to thank you, Susan. I I had fun during this podcast. I love hearing all of your scripting. And I think it's really important to keep it keep it simple and say, you know, this really is about self care. And it's about showing my children that they're worth they're worth something here. They're worth they're worth it when they say no. And that you believe in them when they say yes, but that often you you need to protect yourself and say no when it's going to stretch you too much or lead to overwhelm. So I really appreciate you being on the show today and, and sharing your knowledge about how to say no and really mean it. Thank you. It was fun.
Well, I've got my takeaways and sweet friends, I know you have yours. So let's discuss them. Come up on Facebook and go to the Dr. Robin Silverman page or let's chat about it at drrobinsilverman.com or twitter.com slash drrobin. I am also on Instagram under Dr. Robin Silverman. I'll be creating memes as I always do with some of Susan's great quotes that I, I, I got right under my skin or <laughs> made me laugh today um, or made me think and you can share them along with all the others to your friends and if you love this podcast I hope you'll go up to iTunes and rate and review it so other people can learn about these outstanding solutions and use them in their own homes I truly appreciate it that's all the time we have for today, my fellow parents, leaders, and educators. Thank you so much for tuning in to How to Talk to Kids About Anything. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please go to drrobinsilverman.com. There's so many great podcasts up there, and the show notes to this podcast will be up there as well. I look forward to weathering the storms and enjoying the sunny side of life together. And please remember, even on the days when you fall short, you've got this. I know, perhaps you've been a yes man or a yes woman or a yes kid for a long long time and it's hard to unravel it and start a new habit but you can you can do this i know it's not easy but never forget there's always tomorrow parenting is the ultimate do-over i see you and i'm right there with you and as there are moments when we doubt our know-how our choices and our sweet sanity please know you are 10 times the parent you think you are until next time this is dr robin silverman with how to talk to kids about anything please tune in again and keep connecting through conversation. See you next week. You've been listening to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please visit drrobinsilverman.com.